Hey there, Ralph Garman here. Thanks so much for checking out this free edition of The Ralph Report. If you like what you hear, do me a favor. Subscribe to The Ralph Report so we can put some fun in your ears five days a week. And you can listen for as little as $3 a month. So subscribe today so you don't miss out on any of the fun. Go to patreon.com slash The Ralph Report and sign up. Welcome to The Ralph Report with Ralph Garman. Well, hello, boys and girls. Welcome to The Ralph Report. Brand new show for you today on a Wednesday. It is December 18th, a mere week away from the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So crazy. Lots of stuff. So fast this year. To do in my life before that happens. (laughs) So much stuff. I'm not prepared. I am expecting a Amazon truck (laughs) to back up (laughs) to my front door anytime now and uh, offload Christmas. So that's the only way I could shop. Brutal. That's all I did. Not like you. I go out every month and I buy two things. I'm relaxed. I don't have to worry about it. It's all taken care of. It's not about this. Nothing about this holiday is supposed to be relaxing. (laughs) You're not not celebrating properly. (laughs) You have to have a knot in your stomach. And a migraine headache, or else it's not Christmas. That's me all the time. That's true. Uh, Hi, boys and girls. Thanks so much for joining us today. I am your old podcast pal, Ralph Garman. Sitting here in the Batcave with me is the vice host himself, Mr. Eddie Pence. Hey, everybody. Everybody loves Eddie. Do they? We'll get get more into that later. (laughs) I bet. But, uh, yeah, we got a great show lined up for you today. Another one of those jam-packed shows. I don't know how we'll get it all done in one, in It'll one happen. sitting, but It'll we'll happen. try. Uh, great show today. Because on the counter, you want to know why? Well, I'm going to tell you why. Steve Ashton's going to stop by yeah. with his penultimate UK update for 2019. <laughs> when is this the last one, right? Uh, no, this would be Wait, the, pe- one. the penultimate. What's penultimate? Next to last. Next to last. It's the one before the last. I don't know all these words. Yes, that'll be uh, Friday. Will be his final. Will one. be the ultimate. That'll be the ultimate. <laughs> penultimate is penultimate. It's the, it's the one before. Gotcha. The ultimate is the last one for 2019. <laughs> uh, what else we got going on? Oh, it's Wednesday, yeah. and uh, Wednesday uh, something. I know something happened. Uh, one hit wonder. You're goddamn right. It is the fine. This is the ultimate. This is the ultimate one. One hit wonder for 2019. (laughs) Our final Christmas edition of one hit wonders. And I'll tell you, everybody had suggestions. You know, everybody wanted to get their one hit wonder in before the end of the year. So we're going to do a couple honorable mentions, but we're going to finish off with the absolute, I think, quintessential Christmas time one hit wonder. Really? And we'll talk more about why that's the case. In just a little bit. Uh, what else we got going on? All the usual stuff. Uh, entertainment news, of course, with the showbiz beat. Your phone calls, of course, will be featured. I just... What? It's just... <laughs> I'm sorry. My mind's wandering because I'm, I'm realizing how close Christmas is and how much I still have to do. <laughs> It'll I, get done. Today, I have to entertain a, an electrician. Oh. Because we've already been through the plumber. Yeah, the plumbers last week. Boy, did I see a lot of that plumber. <laughs> I really should put that picture you up. You really should. It's classic Massive plumber. plumber crack that I had to deal with <laughs> the other day. Now I got the electrician coming. And again, it's all because this house that I'm in, and I love this house. It's a lovely house. I'm very happy to be living here in my new home. 
But because it has been flipped, because it has been renovated before I purchased it, no one has ever actually lived here. So all of the bugs that would be worked out if a human being had spent right. any time here uh, uh, fall to my my feet. Yes. I have to be the guy to take care of all that. And so the first thing was the plumbing. And now there's an electrical issue that I must get handled because I'm losing my goddamn mind. Is this the, uh, sense of the sensor light switches? Yes. <laughs> Let me tell you something about the human race, everyone listening. I'm going to give you the biggest flaw in the human race is they don't know when to leave good enough alone. They just can't goddamn help themselves. And you see this all the time when we start to use technology that outstrips really its usefulness and our sanity. Here's the thing. Man invented the electric light. Yes. Okay. Tommy Edison there in Menlo Park came up with the light bulb and it was good. Uh -huh. And we had lights and we could read at nighttime and mm -hmm. things were fucking magical. Yes. Great times. And then somebody came up with a switch that turned that light on and off. A perfectly acceptable way to use a light bulb. Right. You turn it on, you turn it off. Yeah. Then, God bless the human race, someone improved on that a little bit by creating what is known as the dimmer. The dimmer switch allows you to make the light less or make the light more. Right. Excellent invention. Great idea. That's where they should have fucking stopped. Right. Because the more cute they try to get with more, oh, this is going to be a real space. No. You've gone beyond now, and now we're going backwards, and now you're making more problems instead of solving problems. In the bathrooms in this house, there are motion sensor <laughs> light switches. So when you walk into a bathroom in this house, the light goes on. And you would think that would be a good thing, but it's not a good thing because if you go to sit down to take a dump, and you're not moving enough. If you're not moving aggressively you enough, fall asleep on the toilet. The light goes off on you. Just got to wave every once in a while. No, but here's the thing: <laughs> the the way the bathroom is laid out is the the toilets around the corner from the shower. <laughs> so you got to reach out around the around the shower, like you're trying to signal uh, a plane, like you're on a desert island and you're trying to get help. You got to reach your arm way out and then start jiggling your hand and moving, hoping the light will go on again. <laughs> So are you waiting for the light to go off before you start moving, or do you just know every two minutes I well, got to wave? you're not thinking about it. The light goes on, you're going about your business, and then the light goes off, and that's when you start waving. <laughs> and the same thing happens in the shower. If I'm in the shower in the morning, uh, the light will go off mid-shower. So I got to open the shower door, and I got to kind of reach around to where the sensor thing is, and I got to wave. No, no. <laughs> and then the one here in the in the entryway... If you just walk past it, because that's a real small bathroom with a mirror on one side, I guess it's picking up the motion. It oh, thinks yeah. someone's in there. You just walk down the hallway, and then the light goes on. <laughs> What's the point of this? Why is this a thing? I understand it if maybe you have a business or something, and you're watching every penny, and you don't want the electricity to keep going after someone, like at a restaurant, leaves the restroom. You want that light yeah, like to go Like a public off. restroom sort of situation. But everyone in this house is completely capable of turning on a light and turning off a light. So I got a guy coming out today, and he's going to swap out all the bullshit motion sensor uh, switches with actual switches dimmers, that you human dimmer in the use. bathroom. I do, yes, <laughs> I do. I want dimmers lighting, in all the bathrooms. Mood because, lighting for your dump. No, because what if I have if I entertain if I have a party right. over here, which you won't be invited to because uh, you're laughing at the, my my misery as I dump in the darkness. 
Uh, if I want to have the, the, this powder room here right up the entryway, if I want to have that, right. maybe put some candles in there and make it sort of a nice thing where you can go in mood. there. Yeah, yeah. Then you just uh, bump the light down a little bit because the dimmer switch is where we should have stopped as we were developing light switches. That's all we need. On, off, more, less. But That's all have we that, need. that thirst not to improve upon a previous invention, we never would have got to the dimmer switch. Right. right. But once we got there, but we don't everyone should look at the dimmer switch and said, yep, we, we've perfected... <laughs> The ability to turn on and off a light bulb. Well, sometimes you get to Let's go a little... move on to the next project, whatever that may be, things that really do need fixing or improving. Well, sometimes you have to go a little bit farther past the proper where you sort of stop and then realize, okay, now I have to take a step back. Well, maybe we're just there. This right is now. where we're at, we're at. Take a step back. Nobody needs motion sensor lighting in their home. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> so that's today's project. So that's why Christmas isn't ready. Okay, because you're, you're stuck on the toilet in the exactly, dark. Exactly, because I'm pooping and showering in the dark. <laughs> Priorities, first things first. I got to be able to see my wipe Sorry. before I start wrapping presents. Santa couldn't come this year because <laughs> I was too busy shitting in the dark. I don't know why you think this is funny. This is not <laughs> funny. This is a problem. <laughs> oh my god! All right, well, that's funny. So anyway, that's today's project. But before we get to the electrician. We got to do a Ralph report. That's what we're going to do this morning for you guys. Thank you so much for spending some time with us. Uh, We love it when you reach out to us. Uh, It depends on how you do it. You can write us, Mm -hmm. of course, at uh, the Ralph Report email address, which is ralph at the ralphreport.com or Eddie or Steve Ashton. You can reach out to us on social media or you can do what many folks choose to do, which is to leave a voicemail message on the Ralph Report hotline. It is a dedicated voicemail delivery system. Open 24 hours a day, seven days a week for you to use. Actually, it wasn't true yesterday. It was down for a little bit yesterday. They had to fix it. Oh, that's right. Now we're back and running. We've got your voicemails. I listen to each and every one of them, and then I grab a few of them that are appropriate to play here on the program. And we do so in a segment called Garmy on the Line. The telephone is ringing. The Garmy's on the line. Ralph's going to play your calls. Maybe we should have heat sensitive light switches in oh, the bathroom. Yeah. yeah. So if you detect body heat, mm-hmm. then the light stays on, and then once that that body heat leaves the room, then the light. Can you go should on. tell the electrician that. I don't think that's invented yet. <laughs> well, that you guys could partner up and come up with this idea. Another million dollar. Another million idea. dollar idea. And then I got my dog on drugs. He's on Prozac. <laughs> He's got a collar on that smells like his mom. <laughs> you're doing the best you can, I am. Ralph. I'm you're doing the, doing the best you're doing the best you can. That's what our first call is about. Parker called in about my uh, my dog Reggie. He thinks it's a great idea. Hey, Ralph. Parker here. I think that you and your lovely dog Reggie have solved the world's problems. Can you imagine how happy and peaceful everyone would be? If we all walked around wearing a necklace that smelled like our mom's tits, <laughs> oh, just be a utopia. Yeah. Anyway, I love you. I mean it. Bye. He's got a point. What if we could wear collars that give off the same scent that we had as an infant when we were suckling at our mother's teats? Wouldn't that be the most calming, soothing smell in the world? I don't know. I wasn't breastfed, so I don't know. Oh, so much is explained. <laughs> I wasn't now. breastfed. So much <laughs> falls into place for me at this point. Yeah. 
your your taste issues, your 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 tactile oral thing that you're lacking and missing. This is where it I all like comes boobs. together. Yeah. I yeah, I was impressed with it. I I'm healthy though. That whole health thing isn't really true because I've had a I have a great immune system. Did your mom just not want to be around you that much when you were an infant? Probably. She was just just trying to get a little distance. She knew I wouldn't like the taste of it. She wanted to be ju- you wanted to be just friends. She wanted to be just friends with you. You're putting the friend zone. <laughs> As a child. I think it was that time in the 70s where like the formula was getting really good. It was just that fad where you didn't breastfeed anymore and yeah. you just bottle fed oh, your look baby. Oh, that. Human race developing things yeah. beyond their usefulness. What a surprise. <laughs> yeah. Go back to the point. Oh, before, we got yeah. perfectly good boobs here everybody can drink from. No, let's let's make some synthetic milk but that we can feed I think kids. it was in that time frame where just everybody was just bottle feeding their babies. Yeah. Didn't want, to, didn't want the hassle. No. Um, speaking of Eddie Pence and the magic therein. You got in the wrong uh, department in show business. Did I? The comedy thing is a dead end for you. Where you should have gone, obviously, is the world of singing. Probably. I could the, have done worse. The musical stylings of Eddie Pence are blowing up in such a big way. Everyone demanding more and more singing from Eddie Pence. I feel like I'm the second coming of William Hung is what it feels like. Nah, not at that's all. What I, that's what I'm getting no. from everybody. You're, you're the... You're well hung. You're not willing. Well, I know hung. that. You are a smash hit sensation when it comes to your vocal styling. <laughs> so much so that I, you know, remember how hard you had to work to try to find somebody to pick up your comedy special. Yeah, we have music producers calling really? in to this to the show. Okay, offering you recording deals. I'm listening. How about that? What's up, fellas? It's Chuck P. in Des Moines. Wanted to give you a quick call. Listening to today's show, blown away by Eddie's amazing <laughs> vocal skills. Besides just being the hilarious guy that calls you, uh, you know, every week or so, yeah. I also moonlight as a music producer. What? I'm producing music for uh, about 20 years. I'd like to offer my services to Eddie. I'm fully mobile. I mean, if we need to come out to California to cut the record, I can do that, man. All I need is a laptop, and I got one of those. So um, let's talk about it. Your people call my people, all right? LMB. There you go. I don't have people. Eddie Pence's <laughs> holiday album. All right. Surefire moneymaker. Guaranteed. No way that you can right. lose. Stock guarantee. Nothing but cash. All right. Make that that could be the five star level. Yeah. You get a holiday album. Yeah. That's <laughs> Eddie, Pence. Eddie Pence. No, he sings every week. Wait, this every guy, week. Different he, songs. But in different holidays, you could sing the Monster Mash come October. You could do springtime songs. We can make it a thing. So this guy has he's a music producer. He just does it on a laptop well, wherever he goes. Yeah. Sounds a little shady. No, it's the beauty of, of technology now. We can record on anything. GarageBand doesn't make you. He's, he's gonna show up with a phone. He's gonna you're gonna sing into his iPhone. <laughs> I look, don't look a gift producer in the mouth. I'm not, I'm not. Send me I the say. contract, I'll sign. All right. And uh, speaking of your singing, as I said, we've had an influx, oh, a bet. deluge, if you will, of requests for holiday songs. I promised you we're gonna do one. Every day for the uh, remainder of this week as Lord. we uh, lead up to the holiday. Daniela called in with an excellent suggestion. Hey, Ralph and Eddie. It's Daniela from Southgate. Um, I was just calling for a request for Eddie Oki. If Eddie can sing Feliz Navidad, mm. I think that would be awesome. All right. Love you. Mean it. Bye. I agree, Daniela. We have a ton of Latin listeners of oh, the Ralph Report. I'm so sorry. I'm going to do this to you. How <laughs> appropriate to sing Feliz Navidad, mm. the smash hit single from Jose Feliciano, of yeah. course. Um, a, a perennial favorite. You hear it on the radio the this time. time of year all, all the time. time. How appropriate to make that today's Eddie Oki. 
It's time for Edioki. Edioki. Sing it. Edioki. All right. As always, I have the lyrics prepared here for a little snippet of uh, the song. Today's choice, Feliz Navidad. I've got a musical bed to back you up as well. Now, keep in mind, Eddie Pence has not rehearsed this. Nope. He's seeing it fresh for the first time as I hand it to him. Oh, God. And I will play <laughs> I the musical accompaniment, and I'll do my best to indicate as to when you should start yes, singing the please song. Please do. So I'll, I'll let you know when the intro is over and when it's time for you to come in. Okay? Here we go. Garmin Orchestra. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Prospero ano y felicidad. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Prospero ano y felicidad. <laughs> you a merry christmas i want to wish you a merry christmas i want to wish you a merry christmas from the bottom of my heart uh, i want to wish you a merry christmas i want to wish you a merry christmas wish you a merry christmas from the bottom of my heart yeah I got the, the timing got thrown off yeah. with the switching of languages. Got a little derailed yeah, there. Yeah, uh, that's when, right. We got I, back on the track. When I had to switch from my languages, I had to. Yeah. You're a, you sound uh, fluent in I, Espanol. <laughs> I spent a summer it's in a, Tijuana. It's Año, by the way. Año. Año. Not Anno. Not Anno. 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 That's year, right? That Anno means Anno yes. Mean, Anno means yes. yes. Okay. Yes. Spanish lesson. Happy New Year, basically, is what he said. Oh, gotcha. Sorry. Merry Christmas, Feliz Navidad, Merry Christmas, and uh, Prospero right. Año y Felicidad, a happy Feliz and Felicidad. prosperous New, New Year. Year. Right. Yes, exactly. So, yeah, send me that contract. All right. <laughs> Come on, Chuck. Get that laptop out <laughs> here. We need to start recording. <laughs> Daniela, thank you so much for the suggestion. Thanks to everybody who called in to today's Garmy on the Line. You, too, can be featured on this segment, but you know what you got to do. You got to call me. Alrighty, now it's time for us to take a look in the rearview mirror as we find out what happened on December 18th, this day in history. Ralph's about to solve another mystery. Like is today the day some dude invented Listerine? Or maybe a tyrant king married his sister queen? Who knows, every day seems to be an anniversary. The Garmy's rubbing Ralph's lamp, so grant our wishes, please. And tell us what went down this day in history. All right, on this day, December 18th in 1719, Thomas Fleet published the legendary book for children, Mother Goose's Melodies for Children. The first time that all the Mother Goose nursery rhymes were put down in one volume. Oh, okay. What's your favorite Mother Goose nursery rhyme of all time? Mm, Mother Goose. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mother Goose. <sighs> Can you name one? Kids. All the, when you were a kid, didn't you hear all the... the... Old Mother Hubbard. 
Uh, that one? I don't think so. I think no. that Mother Hubbard was a different thing. What's Mother Goose? Uh, Little Miss Muffet sat in a tub Tuffet, and eating okay. her curds and whey. Long yeah. came a spider and sat down behind her I don't and frightened Miss Muffet away. I don't think I liked any of these. You don't have any of those rhymes? No. Uh, Jack Spratt could eat no fat. fat his, his wife, wife could, could eat, eat no lean. lean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't really care for me. No, you don't. I, don't really, I never got the point of them. Uh, hey, diddle diddle, the cat and the, the fiddle. fiddle. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> no. I know them. But I don't, you don't I'm like not a them. fan of them. All right. <laughs> we'll reject Mother Goose, then. I don't think so. On this day in 1796, the very first U.S. newspaper to appear on Sundays was published. It was the Baltimore Monitor. First time in the U.S. you could read the Sunday paper. The Sunday paper? That's where you got all your coupons. Yeah, and those hilarious comic strips <laughs> as well. In 1799, George Washington's body was interred at his home in Mount Vernon. Hmm. Our first president. Yeah. Gone. On this day in 1839, the first celestial photograph made in the USA was taken by John Draper in New York City. He took a photograph of the moon. We didn't have a picture of the moon until 1839. That seems like late. How about that? Seems like we should have had that before Someone that. said, hey, we should probably capture that big thing up in the sky <laughs> for posterity. It's there every night. And what, an, what are the odds, 10 years later to the day, on this day, December 18th in 1949, William Bond obtained the very first photograph of the moon through a telescope. Hmm. So the first photograph was just a naked eye, and then they were figured a way to hook up a camera to a telescope, and we got an up-close picture of the moon. You think it would take 10 years to figure that out? Well, I don't know what the technology was like in the 1800s regarding shooting a camera through a telescope. I guess. It just seems like a lens sort of situation. <laughs> but it was. I guess. 1898 was the, uh, on this day, an automobile speed record was set the automobile in question december 18 1898 went a blistering 30 mile 39 miles per hour wow 39 miles per hour and that time it was the record was that play on a dirt road too right they didn't have like asphalt back then didn't they no cobblestone maybe cobblestone? i don't know i've been bumpy as shit guarantee you that guy's wife is saying will you slow down you're driving like a maniac you're going 39 what's wrong with you on this day in 1912, the Piltown Man was discovered. The Piltown, Piltown Man. Man. Yes. Are you familiar with the story of the Piltown Man? No. This is another one of my million-dollar movie ideas. The Piltown Man mm -hmm. was um, discovered by an amateur archaeologist in London, not in London, in Sussex, England, named Charles Dawson. He was, keep in mind, an amateur archaeologist. And okay. he was there at the Piltown Village in Sussex, England, and they had a, uh, a quarry pit there. And he claimed to discover the bones that proved the link between man and ape. He discovered the bones to the missing link in 1912. Really? And he contacted the Natural History Museum, and they sent people out, and there they found uh, a skull that was human-like, but definitely not human, they found a set of teeth, a jawbone, some more skull fragments, and primitive tools that they believed that this individual used. This was the proof between the missing link. So they reconstructed the skull fragments, and they hypothesized that it indicated that this human ancestor lived about 500,000 years ago at the time when they found it. So the discovery at the... Uh, the uh, the uh, National Ge not National Geographic, the Geological Society there in the UK... They accepted the story in good faith, and he was round, roundly celebrated, this um, Charles Dawson was, for his amazing discovery. 
Meanwhile, flash forward to 1949, and they've got a new technology that can date bone called the uh, fluorine test. And so they decide, for the hell of it, let's go back and check the Piltdown Man and see what we find. Well, they discovered that he was only 50,000 years old, and there was no way he could possibly be the link between man and ape because Homo sapiens had already developed into their form by by that point. Hmm. So they decided to look a little bit deeper. And as they looked into the findings, they found out that the skull and jaw fragments actually came from two different species. One was human and one was an ape, probably an orangutan. And as they looked at the teeth, they realized that the teeth had been filed down to make them look human. They were actually ape teeth. So this whole guy (laughs) had put together this tremendous fraud, this enormous fake just so that he could be famous because he wanted to be a famous archaeologist. So he dummied up the entire story, and they discovered many years later that it was all bullshit. What happened to him? Was he still around? He was dead. He was dead. He was dead by then. Yeah. Well, at least he lived out his dream. But that's not right. <laughs> the scientific discovery shouldn't be disproven sixty years later. Well, it shouldn't, but you know, they, he wanted it and they went for it and they got it. So they found out that this guy had been perpetrating archaeological frauds for years he had three new species of dinosaur named after him because he claimed he found new dinosaurs he was just putting bones together (laughs) he was just making shit up it's like working in a prop shop he said he had a new form of fossil plant they named after him a new a new unknown species of mammal all fakes this guy was killing it this guy was a just a bullshitter (laughs) he was a bullshit artist but it worked for him at least he got to live it out Piltown, right? Man, my ass. Why did I hit that? <laughs> that was a slip of the finger. Sorry about that, boys and girls. All right. In 1917, on this day, the 18th Amendment to the Constitution was ratified. <sighs> my least favorite amendment. That was the one that authorized prohibition of alcohol. No more drinking in the United States on this day in 1917. Can you imagine? That's crazy. They amended the Constitution. To stop people from drinking alcohol. Boo! That's crazy. And uh, we wouldn't be able to drink it again legally until 1933. That's such a humongous step to change the Constitution. Lasted a long time. That's nuts. In 1920, the first U.S. postage stamp was printed without the words United States or U.S. on it. Hmm. Seemed like a bad idea. You might want to know where that stamp comes from. (laughs) 1946, TV's first soap opera was aired. It was called Faraway Hill. It was on the Dumont Television Network on Wednesday nights, and it aired between October 2nd and December 18th, and that was this day. That's when it went off the air. Not a long run, huh? Ended its run on this day back in 1946. Uh, 1948, Project SCORE was launched. It was the world's first communication satellite launched from Cape Canaveral. Okay. You know, NASA's saying now we have so many satellites in our orbit. Yeah that they're worried they're going to start colliding into each other and crashing to Earth. At some point, there has to. I've seen those those uh, images they've taken of all the space junk around the planet. Yes. It's a lot. And it's getting worse because we keep putting more and more satellites yeah. into space for, for 5G technology and all these other reasons that we've got them yeah, up there. At some point. It's, we've got space pollution. You wouldn't think we'd be able to pollute outer space, but apparently well, we found Well, how's Space Force going to get up there? Then? <laughs> That's what we need the Space Force for. <laughs> it should be more like a sanitation force <laughs> than like a, a fighting force. On this day, 1961, Britain's EMI Records originally rejected the Beatles. They later changed their mind and signed them to a contract. Smart. It's probably a good thing. You know, uh, the, the record company Decca Records did, in fact, 
reject them. They had first dibs. Oh, my God. Yeah, Brian Epstein brought them to DECA, and the guy, in he the head of uh, development there for new talent said, you know, guitar groups are just on their way out. It's a fad, and this is not going to last, and we're not, we're not going to bother with these guys. Guitar groups are out on their way out of music. Yeah. How did I have a job? Oh, yeah. That's the show. He business. became known as the guy who turned down the Beatles for the remainder of Good. His he career. deserves that. In 1963, one of my favorite films premiered on this day. It was directed by Blake Edwards and it starred Peter Sellers and David Niven. The Pink Panther was the name of the film. It was actually the second in the Pink Panther uh, series of mm. films. The first one was called A Shot in the Dark, but this was the first one with the uh, Pink Panther. Animated opening, of course, and of course, the legendary theme song that Henry Mancini provided for us. Did you like the Pink Panther cartoons as a kid? Yeah, yeah. I liked those more than the movies. When I was a kid, yeah, I really yeah. get disappointed when the cartoon part went away and the movie came on. Yeah, but then then there was a TV series just of the cartoons. Yeah, I used for to us. watch that all the time. But Peter Sellers as Inspector Clouseau, one of the great comic characters oh, in Doctor Strange. Love is a masterpiece. Yes. Um, Nineteen sixty-six on this day, CBS aired for the first time a Christmas television special that would become legendary. You're a mean one. Mr. Grinch, you really are a heel. You're as cuddly as a cactus, you're as charming as an eel, Mr. Grinch. You're a bad banana with a greasy black peel. The great Thurl Ravenscroft That's who's singing, singing that, that song, is. yes. <laughs> who was also the voice of Tony the Tiger and all those Frosted Flakes Oh, I can hear that. I can hear that. They're great. <laughs> Same guy. <laughs> on this day, 1969, we've been having a lot of Bond news this week. Uh, the sixth James Bond film on Her Majesty's Secret Service premiered in London on this day. The only film starring George Lazenby, oh. who had a one-off one as, uh, as James Bond before they brought back Sean Connery. Well, Bond's traditionally a December release, right? Usually Thanksgiving, November, December. Yeah, November, November December, December, sometime yeah. in the winter. Yeah. If you ever get a chance, I think Hulu carries a documentary called Becoming Bond, and yeah. it's the story of George Lazenby and how he became James Bond. Fascinating. Really? Yeah. All right. And how he quit. He he thought he did one. He's like, I, I'm not, this is not for me. And he stepped down. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. Huge mistake. Yeah. In 1976 on ABC, oh, it was an important day in my life because this TV show premiered. tights fighting for your rights <sighs> man <laughs> for a comic book nerdy kid in the stranglehold of puberty oh, can't even imagine there what... was nothing yeah. better than linda carter being sewn into that costume yeah. on a weekly basis god damn <laughs> unreal <laughs> 
On this day in 1988, Quebec, Canada required French only on the outside signs in Quebec. Huh. They're very particular about French. Up really? There. They have a real weed up their ass about everyone has to speak French and all the signs have to be in French and they just won't let it go. Man. In 2016, they passed a law saying even if you are a an American business like your Costco or Walmart, yeah. you have to put some French words on your sign outside your store. It has to have some French on it or else you can't have a business in Let Quebec. Let it go. Come on, Quebec. Stop it. In 1989, the I Love Lucy Christmas special was shown for the first time in over 30 years. I remember that was a big deal at the time. In 1996, the U.S. TV industry agreed to adopt a ratings system, which you still see to this day, like NA yeah, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. In 1996, also on this day, the Oakland, California School Board passed a resolution officially declaring Ebonics as a language. Oh, that was Do you a, remember big, that? Yeah, a big controversy. Jeez, Huge. Ridiculous. Talk about sticks in your ass. Yeah, it's not a thing. It's it's that There's English, and then there's people yeah. who talk street English, right. and it's great. That's it. Be like saying, you know... You know, the Jersey Shore kids have their own language no, because they, they talk like dummies. They don't. They don't. Just English and then other stuff. And then in uh, 2018, on this day, a meteor exploded in a huge fireball over the Bering Sea. Scientists estimate it exploded with 10 times the energy of the Hiroshima atomic bomb. When was that? The second largest meteor explosion in the last 30 years this was 2018 this was a year ago i don't remember hearing today. anything about that. that's my point that's frightening how did this happen that's frightening and you're learning about it from some yahoo on a <laughs> podcast for as little as 15 cents a day why weren't we all notified when a meteor exploded over the Bering Sea with the 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 energy of ten atom bombs, did it get uh, recorded any any way, like visually? I have no more details than what I just gave you, sir. How about for thirty cents a day? Did you get me? Some? <laughs> I'll come to your house and Google it for you. <laughs> but I saw that news. I was like, "That's crazy. That's cr that's frightening, terrifying." I've never heard of this, and it happened a year ago. Thank God it blew up over the ocean. Right. What if it happened to blow up over New York City? Dead people. Or I if it imagine. didn't blow up in the sky. Ooh. If it landed. Ooh. That's an extinction level event. Yeah, we're not doing this podcast. You're right. See? Could have been a lot worse. You could live without this podcast. <laughs> then where would you be? <laughs> that's scary. Then would you be listening to on the drive right, into exactly. work? Exactly. All right. You know, I saved the food related days in history for the end because Eddie Pence, right? Right. That's all I have to say. Mm -hmm. I will describe a food to him. Then we'll pull the handle of the patented Eddie Pence jackpot slot machine. That will determine if he eats something or not. If three of the items come up on the slot machine uh, reels, that means he eats it. However, if they're mismatched, that means uh, he disappoints us once again. However, keep in mind, he still might stick it up his ass. So we'll wait and see. On this day in 1787, New Jersey became the third state to ratify the U.S. Constitution. So far, we've been working our way through them. We know Delaware was the first yeah. state. Pennsylvania was the second state. Yeah. Now, New Jersey, the third state in the union to ratify our constitution. Uh, great state, New Jersey. You know, uh, believe it or not, I actually have some audio of when they ratified the U.S. constitution really? in New Jersey back in 1787. That's got to be rare. Don't ask me how I got it, but I thought you might want to hear the Please. actual uh, ratification process itself there in New Jersey. Close your eyes. And allow me to take you back in time to 1787, Trenton, New Jersey. Uh, 
I hereby ask you, delegate of the state of New Jersey, chosen by the people thereof, for the purpose aforesaid, having maturely deliberated and considered the aforesaid proposed constitution, do you hereby, for and on the behalf of the people of the said state of New Jersey, agree to, ratify, and confirm the same and every part thereof? What do you fucking think? That's Jersey. <laughs> That is Jersey right there. Uh, you know, it's always been that way. Always, always. Been that way back in the 1700s. <laughs> the reason we talk about New Jersey in the uh, food section is New Jersey has two official state foods. One of the few states in the union has two official state. Well, foods. Garden State should have lots of foods. Indeed, right? one is the state vegetable, the Jersey tomato. Uh-huh. And I know you feel we've, about tomatoes. We've heard about this, yes. so we're going to leave that alone. Let it lie. However, they have a second state food. Hmm. Did you know that New Jersey? is the blueberry capital of the world. I did not know that. It is indeed. The high bush blueberry, as it's known, is actually also known as the New Jersey blueberry. It's indigenous to that state and was first cultivated for commercial production there in Whitesbog, Browns Mills, New Jersey. In the 1900s, Elizabeth White and Dr. Fredford Covile put together, uh, dedicated themselves to developing and uh, enlarging and getting it juicier and better. And they were breeding blueberries back in the 1900s that set the world on fire. They're still known as the blueberry capital of the world, the state of New Jersey. is. In fact, there's a state there called, uh, excuse me, a city there called Hamilton, which is known as the blueberry capital of the world city. Blueberries. Tastes good, good for you, high in fiber, vitamin C, antioxidants, sodium and cholesterol free, low in calories, and it's been proven provide medical and health benefits, including the prevention of cancer and heart disease. Blueberries. Can't get any better than blueberries, right? Well, let's find out by pulling the Eddie Pence jackpot slot machine handle and see if Eddie Pence wants to eat something that's good for him. You got one blueberry, two berries, three blueberries! And wow, I am surprised. Um, you wouldn't strike me as a blueberry man. I'm not a huge blueberry fan. I I've eaten them. I'm not adverse to them, but I don't. I don't. This is very tepid. I, it's a very tepid uh, liking of. I don't like. I like the taste of blueberry. I don't particularly like putting the blueberry. I don't like eating the blueberry because I feel like when I'm getting to, getting ready to eat it, I feel like I'm going to eat a grape, and then it's not the same taste. <laughs> Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you get confused before the blueberry goes in your mouth, thinking, you know what? This might be a grape. You're saying, I know what I'm putting in my mouth. Okay. But I still feel like my my brain's going, you know what? This would be better if it was a grape. And then I go to bite it. And you know how the grape has like that that firm skin to it and it pops in. Yeah, you get that little pop. Yeah, but you don't get that with the blueberry. Sure, you do. Not the same. You're eating bad blueberries. You got to go to Jersey and get yourself some blueberries. Maybe, maybe I'm just getting black. I don't mind the blueberry. I don't love it, but it's okay. I'll eat it. How about just a handful of blueberries tossed into your breakfast cereal in the morning? No. Oh, yeah. No. You get some grape nuts and you put a handful of blueberries in there and you have. A hearty breakfast that no. is probably you, curing cancer. No, it's, you're, it's like you might as well just put rocks in your cereal. I like blueberries in yogurt. I like blueberries in cereal. I use blueberries a lot as sort of a uh, accoutrement, <laughs> if you will, as the French say. It's something that right. accompanies other foods. Right. It's okay. Sometimes you just get blueberries and cream. 
No. Yeah, you just get no. a little bowl of milk or cream and put blueberries like a in blueberry, there. Eat it like cereal. Like a blueberry cereal bar. I'll eat that. Oh my God. You're taking all the nutrition <laughs> out of it and processing it to within an inch of but its I life. Like, I, that's, when you say blueberry, that's what I think. I don't really eat like a handful of actual blueberries. So you're blueberries. thinking, no, you're thinking a Pop Tart with blueberry filling is what you're thinking. Basically, yeah. yes. I don't, yeah. So I guess I don't, I, I gave it a yes, but I guess I gotta it's kind take of the a, win. I got to take the win. You just take what you can get at yeah, this point. Exactly. So there you go. Eddie Pence sort of eats blueberries. Blueberry muffin. I'll eat a blueberry muffin. It's not what we're talking about. You're just you. you when you <sighs> bake them like that, you're destroying right. everything. We're talking about just raw blueberries. I just don't know. Like a bowl bowl of blueberries, yeah. I wouldn't just I wouldn't just grab a bowl and start eating blueberries. Oh my god! But you you process it and put it in like some sort of pastry. Yeah, <laughs> of course. I would absolutely eat it. That's today's day in history. <laughs> I pity the fool who ain't been schooled by Ralph recently He's dropping college-level knowledge with such accuracy It got my head spinning faster than a drunk Eddie And I'm rocking the back and track with a rap like a bad celebrity I hope Cooperman loves my beats, cause that rhymes with LMB And that's a rap for the Ralph Report today in history 15 cents a day, y'all Hey there, it's Ralph Garman here I hope you're enjoying the show And if you are, why not subscribe to the Ralph Report So you can hear it every day, Monday through Friday for just 15 cents a day, you can be a one-star general supporter, and that will get you the show in your ear holes Monday through Friday. Of course, there are two, three, and four-star general levels as well, which gets you more bonus content and more access to me. So if you like what you're hearing, why not subscribe? Go to patreon.com slash the Ralph Report. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash the Ralph Report. Subscribe today so you don't miss a thing. All righty, let's take a look at the entertainment news right now with a segment called The Showbiz Beat. You know, we have been talking a lot on this show about Jason Derulo's penis. It's been coming up quite yeah. a bit. Of course, famously, he was uh, bumped off of Instagram for violating their community guidelines on nudity or sexual activity. Yeah. They said the bulge inside his pair of black underwear was just wildly inappropriate and much too large. Much to your chagrin. Yes. Yes. His penis just too powerful, just too <laughs> masterful for Instagram. Well, not it's not just Instagram, I'll have you know. He was recently being interviewed, and he confirmed the uh, rumor that his penis has been edited out of the movie Cats. He stars in the movie Cats, along with many other famous people like Taylor Swift and James Corden and Judy Dench. <laughs> and in that film, they're all dressed as cats, and they all have to wear tights. They're right. all wearing cat, tight cat costumes. Did James Corden get his penis taken off? I don't believe so. He hasn't seen his penis in about 26 <laughs> years. But Jason Derulo, they had to digitally remove his penis. How big is this dick? From his cat costume. How big is it? It is big enough to require digital erasing. That's how big is it, it that is. big, or is it just because you don't know what a ca cats don't have dicks? Hold on, you're like, saying cats don't well, you, have you don't, dicks? You've never seen. Have you ever seen a cat? I've never seen a cat dick. Have you ever seen a cat dick? I have actually. Really? Yes. yes. I've never seen a cat dick. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that they are barbed. Yeah, they're barbed. Yes. But I've never seen like a dog dick. I've seen a dog dick. Well, that's your own personal no. life, and I'm not going to start judging you. But uh, you don't see cat dicks. I haven't seen one in person. I've only there, that's what I'm asking. But I've seen photographic evidence. Well, I'm of sure cat if penises. I googled cat dick, I would see cat dick. But yes, I've never done would. that. Yes. But I'm just saying I've never seen. I've inadvertently looked 
at a dog and seen a dog dick. I just I've say never that seen no one else dick. in the movie had to have their genitals digitally Well, that's what removed. I was asking. Was everyone did digitally no, removed? No. Or his, just his? His specifically was digitally removed. He said, I could see they had removed it in the trailer. That much. He, he saw the trailer and said, oh, my dick is missing. He said it was kind of funny to him. It was actually hilarious, says Jason, how he basically ran around with his dick out for four months while filming that movie. That's... Mm. So he must be so just packing. Have you not seen the photograph? I, have, I don't do look some for research. I don't look for his for dick. the show once in a while. I don't look for his dick. Dial in, Google up Jason Derulo dick. I will. Or penis. I'll talk. I'll I'll talk more about it tomorrow. Right after cat dick, I want you to Google <laughs> Derulo dick, and then we'll talk about it. Uh, this is sad news. Uh, actor Brian Tarantina, who was. Uh, he was a working actor, but he got famous recently for appearing on The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. He passed away back on November 2nd. They finally know his cause of death. The 60-year-old actor died from an overdose of, wait for this cocktail, uh, heroin, Ooh. diazepam, and I believe that's um, Valium, if I'm not mistaken. That's Is the it? generic Valium. Oof. Cocaine and fentanyl. What the fuck was he doing? I can't imagine because two of those... Well, three of those are downers, and one of them is an upper, so I don't know what he was trying to accomplish. Was someone trying to kill him and injected him with this? I mean, I don't know why you would do that recreationally. He took it all, and they found him unconscious in his home, in his apartment in Ooh. Midtown Manhattan, and there uh, he, he died in his room. But now they know exactly why he died, an overdose of that deadly cocktail of drugs. Don't do that. Oh. Take one lesson from the Ralph Report today is don't do fentanyl and heroin uh, yeah. and diazepam and cocaine. Do them one at a time. Just do cocaine. <laughs> if you want to get down from the cocaine, have a drink. But you don't take fentanyl. Right. Has, did Michael Jackson teach us nothing? Right. 15 cents a day. Oh you learn how to party. Uh, 50 cents in the news. Curtis Jackson, a.k.a. 50 cent, is producing a brand new television program. Well, not quite television. Are you familiar with this uh, Quibi? Queeby? I don't no. know how it's Queeby. pronounced. Queeby? Queefy? <laughs> Queefy. Oh, Q-U-I-B-I. <laughs> it's from Jeffrey Katzenberger. Don't know. He is developing a mobile phone-only streaming service. Oh, this gosh. is his new uh, business model. It's another streaming service, but this one you'll only be able to I watch on have your heard phone. Of I have heard I of this. I believe it's Quibi, I yes. think is what it is. I have heard of this. This ensures that you can only watch content on a very tiny screen yeah. while you're holding it on a bus. They're buying a lot of comedy specials. They are buying a ton of everything. Yeah. And now they're in business with 50 Cent to produce something called Trill League, which is a black superhero animated television program about a league of black superheroes who are tasked with saving the world from monsters, supervillains, and internet haters. So that's going to be a thing. Great. Only available on Quibi. Yeah. I'd, Awful name I'd, for a service. I don't know if way. it lasts. It's not quite Peacock, no. but still, it's an awful name for a streaming <laughs> service. Will Ferrell's in the news. He just announced his next feature film. This has a lot of promise. I know Will has, has disappointed a lot of us with the last couple. He's films missed he a made. few. He's missed a few. Yeah. But this one sounds like it's right up his alley. It's based on a documentary. This is based on a true story. It's called The Legend of Cocaine Island. <laughs> Speaking of cocaine, <laughs> The Legend of Cocaine <laughs> Island. <laughs> is about a small business owner and family man who comes across the legend of a buried stash of cocaine worth $2 million hidden in the Caribbean. Now, he's been wiped out by the recession, so he hatches a plan to retrieve the cocaine and start selling it. 
Using the talents of a band of colorful misfits, he has no prior drug running experience, so as you can imagine, trouble ensues. But this was the actual scheme of an actual man. There's a documentary <sighs> called The Legend of Cocaine Island that was on Netflix, and he is taking that documentary and doing a fictionalized comedy version of that story. Mm -hmm. Sounds awesome. He's good with the fish out of water stories. I agree. I can see him going through the jungle yeah. in a Caribbean island yeah. trying to find cocaine. I can absolutely see that. Speaking of movie news, Quentin Tarantino has announced he may be backing off his proposed R-rated Star Trek film that he's been cooking up with J.J. Abrams. Rumors started spreading this week that he may go off in a different direction. When asked about it, he said, I might be steering away from it, but we'll see. I haven't completely decided or talked to anyone. Nothing is official. He always loved the Star Trek TV series, particularly uh, the Captain James Kirk. And so he wanted a shot at a Star Trek movie, and he started developing it with J.J. Abrams. But his was going to be an R-rated Star Trek I would love to see him take a shot at Star Trek. I would, too. What do they have to lose nothing, at this point? Nothing. The fri franchise has completely lost steam. Yeah. I think it would be interesting to see his take on Star Trek. I mean, it's splintered off into the streaming service from CBS and whatever, but like... Well, the, all those projects still exist. Theatrically, he it's He dead. wants to do the old school cast. Not yeah. the old school cast, but the original characters, Kirk and Spock yeah. and those people. And the Chris Pine version has petered out. Yeah, I would love it. Now, this may have something to do with the fact that Noah Hawley, the guy from... Uh, Oh, what's the FX show based on the Coen Brothers thing? Fargo. Fargo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He may be taking another shot at a Star Trek film, so maybe they're just trying to clear the deck so they can do the safer, more no, traditional version. We've seen but the safer, traditional version. Let's juice it up. Give Tarantino a shot. Yeah. Who knows what would happen on the Enterprise if he was in charge? I would love to see. It'd be madness. Oh. It'd be bloody, that's for sure. And lastly, this is uh, this is not nice. Linda Ronstadt was recently honored at the Kennedy Center Honors. You know, this is the big deal where yeah. the government takes uh, people who have contributed to the arts on behalf of the United States of America and bestows arts upon them. They just recently had their broadcast on CBS. And she was being honored. And they did a photo montage of iconic album covers from her musical career. Yeah, One of the... Um, album covers they featured was Living in the USA, which was a number one record in 1978. And it's got a famous version of her roller skating down a hallway in very short hot pants. I loved that <laughs> cover, by the way. <laughs> uh, so they were showing it on the television, and I don't know who was doing their research, but they had apparently had gotten this photograph off the internet. And there uh, it says Linda Ronstadt on the cover of the album, and underneath her roller skates, where it should say Living in the USA, yeah. someone had photoshopped that out and instead wrote Roller Skate Hooker on it. <laughs> and a lot of people caught it on Sunday night when they were uh, watching the show, <laughs> saying, not really an honor so much when you're showing a picture of her album and it says Roller Skate Hooker on it, which was never one of her hits. So uh, feel bad. They've, they're going to correct it, they said. Oh. They're going to replace it. But here's the thing. where, How do you not know? I don't know who's in, who has that job unless that go through. At least without a question. Let's take a look at today's celebrity birthdays. All these stars born on this day, December 18th. DJ Lethal of Limp Biscuit is 47 years old today. What were we thinking? Really? Who? I wasn't thinking that ever. Yeah, I wasn't. That, somebody was. 
Actress Cicely Tyson is 95 years old today. Actor Roger Mosley from Magnum P.I. played T.C. on that show. Oh, yeah, T.C. He was the helicopter pal to Thomas Magnum. He's 81 years old. Singer Billie Eilish, who could not be hotter than she is right now. I mean, in terms of her career, right. she's all over she's the place. She's only 17. Well, she's 18 Oh, she's 18 now? Okay. So I can say all that right. she's you hot. You can say she's hot now. But I meant career-wise, <laughs> right. she is all over the place. 17 years old, and she's a superstar already. She turns 18 years old today. Here's probably her biggest hit to date. So you're a tough guy, like you're really rough guy. Just can't get enough guy, just always so puff guy. I'm that bad type, make your mama sad type, make your girlfriend mad type, might seduce your dad type. I'm the bad guy. That's a Duh. hit song. Yeah, that is. Hit song right there. Huge. Director Steven Spielberg is 73 years old today. Movie critic Leonard Maltin is 69 years old. Guitarist Elliot Easton of the band The Cars celebrates his 66th birthday today. She's my best friend's girl. Actor Ray Liotta is 65 years old. Karen, why did you do that, Karen? I needed that, Karen. Chantix. Chantix. (laughs) Actor Brad Pitt is 56 years old. Singer Sia is 44 today. Yeah, I bet she's wearing a wig on her birthday. Yeah. Sia. Wouldn't want to be a. That's all I know. <laughs> Here, this is for you, Eddie. Oh, good. Wrestler, actor, Stone Cold Steve Austin is 55 years old yeah. today. Yeah. Stone Cold. Did you like Stone Cold? I love Stone Cold. He was. Uh, he kind of resurrected wrestling for a little bit. I mean, WWE anyway. Um, Back in the day. Um, he's. Uh, what's he doing now? What are you, what's he doing? He, also, he had a show. Uh, Stone Cold. He had a show on USA Network doing something. I think he's got some other show. He's always working on some. Sort of reality type show. I wish him well. He and Goldberg, I always thought, were cool. They look the same. Oh, yeah. Are they the same guy? No, separate guys. Separate guys. Look the same. Goatee, bald head. Actress Rachel Griffiths from Brothers and Sisters and Six Feet Under. And one of my favorite films, a little film out of Australia called Muriel's Wedding. Kind of was her big break. She's 51 today. Singer Christina Aguilera is 39 years old. Remember when Christina was young and innocent back in the early days? You had to make a choice. You were either Team Britney or Team Extina. Oh, yeah. I remember yeah, that. The, the, the lines were clearly drawn, and everyone had to pick a side. Right. Christina yeah. won, right? I pick I pick Christina. If yeah. she won, though, I think the war. Oh, the, yeah. yeah. She never ended up uh, shaving her head and beating up an yeah. SUV with an umbrella. She came through the other side. She's in control of her own money. Yeah. I know that. I think she's a little healthier, yeah. perhaps, than Britney is. Katie Holmes from Dawson's Creek is 41 years old. Of course, she's been a lot of things other than Dawson's Creek. Right. We first fell in love with Katie uh, on Dawson's Creek. She's 41. Actress Ashley Benson from Pretty Little Liars is 30 today. And guitarist Keith Richards, still alive. <laughs> guitarist of the Rolling Stones. He is 76 improbable years old today. Looks 1,006. He is mummified, but <laughs> he is still on the planet, and that to me is the ultimate achievement. Remarkable. Besides the fact he's one of the legendary guitarists in rock and roll history. Happy birthday to 
Keith Richards. But it's Life well lived. Yeah, indeed. That's <laughs> it for today's Celebrity Birthdays. I'm Ralph Garman. I walk the showbiz beat. All righty. We're not done with the entertainment news just yet. Oh, no. Cool your jets. Speaking of uh, guys who are British who I can't believe are still alive... <laughs> Steve Ashton stopping by today <laughs> with another UK update. Here he is, Mr. Steve Ashton. Oh, Mr. Ralph Garman, the money makes Papa Smurf look like Papa Doc. <laughs> wow, it's the first time you brought up a dictator. I like it. You make you make someone who's kind and wise look like the famed Haitian dictator and mass murderer. That's how good you are. That's quite a good one. And that's quite an intelligent pull, that one, isn't it? That was one for the history books, yes. And now back to the usual or repetitive bollocks. Um, Sir Elton's in the news, Ralph. Elton John. What's he up to? Well, the first handwritten draft of the lyrics to Elton John's Your Song have been sold at auction for guess how much? Um, uh, £500,000. Do you want to, should we do that again and cut that bit out? Because it's a lot less. <laughs> uh <laughs> 180,000 pounds. Still well, a lot of money, though. It is, yes. Now, this is uh, Maxine Torpin, who, of course, was married to... Bernie. Of course, Elton's writing partner. She put a number of lyric drafts up for auction at Bonhams in Los Angeles. Ralph, you could have got a piece of Elton. Oh, that's a little bit funny. If you were young and good-looking. <laughs> Speaking to Rolling Stone magazine prior to the auction, she explained that she could not remember how she wound up with the valuable lyrics after her divorce. She said, you don't just normally sit in a room and divide things up, but it might have happened like that. Hmm. I think she found them, thought, fuck that musical motherfucker. He's off shagging like Warren Beatty in a nunnery. I'm having all of his shit. So, back off, she probably thought. Um, look, I've got another Elton John story. A bit of an Elton double bill before the Christmas break. I think that's appropriate, isn't it? Absolutely. This is the fucking best, right? Did you know that the Vatican has invested in the Elton John biopic Rocketman? No way. The Catholic fucking church. Now, apparently, in October, Pope Francis ordered Vatican police to storm the Secretariat of State, which is the nurse center of the Holy See, um, to remove documents and electronic devices after the church was accused of financial irregularities. Would you have guessed that? What a surprise. Because they're not like the mafia whatsoever, are they, the old Catholic Church? <laughs> now, among the findings was that $4.5 million US had been invested into two movies, Rocket Man and Twinks in the Vestry. No, I don't no, I'm think kidding. So. No, I'm kidding. They started a the Kickstarter for that one. Um, no, it was, get this one, Men in Black International. Huh. 
Yeah. Now, the revelation of the funding comes just one year after Pope Francis said that fashionable homosexuality is something that worries him and claimed there was no place for gay priests in the Catholic Church, at least not the ones who like grown up boys, just the ones who like children. <laughs> Those dudes are golden as long as they keep it on the down low. Come on. Um, now, the contents of the, the Men in Black franchise, however, appear less problematic for the church. Now, according to Catholic answers, adherents to the religion are free to speculate um, about whether intelligent life exists out there and what it would mean theologically. Now, they add there's no official teaching on the existence of extraterrestrial life. Um, but surely that's the whole fucking Bible, isn't it? How so? I mean, well, there's fuckers parting the sea. There's some zombie guy getting back from the dead after and then disappearing. There's he's turning wine into fishes. I'm not sure of the details. I haven't read it. Um, so no wonder they're no wonder they're cool with a with a bunch of fictional bullshit. Just no bum stuff in public. <laughs> anyway, I've got to go now, Ralph. As you know, it's been a very trying week with uh, the working class people of uh, the UK deciding to turn their back on the progressive traditionally left or liberal leaning way of life and, and vote in a fat buffoon with no clue shit hair and massive self-interests we've got to get ourselves organized as working class people so I'm getting together with some volunteers some like-minded folks we're off to protest what are you going to do let me guess <laughs> we've got some condoms filled with <laughs> <laughs> We've got some condoms filled with stray. D <laughs> We've got some condoms filled with stray dog vomit. <laughs> I thought it would be obvious what we're going to do. We're going to put them down Corden's buttering. <laughs> sure, of course, yes. How, how else are the working classes going to get our voices heard, Ralph? Uh, there's no other way. That's the only oh, way. No. Terra. And around here on Wednesdays, we like to take a look at smash hit songs where the artists achieved greatness and then pretty much dropped off the face of the earth. This, this artist today did not drop off the face of the earth, but they only ever had one smash hit single. It was a Christmas song. It's time for the Christmas One Hit Wonder. It's a One Hit Wonder! One Hit Wonder! One Hit Wonders. It's a very common tale. A lot of people had suggestions for Christmas time one-hit wonders, especially because this is the last one before yeah. we take some time off for the holiday. So I'm going to give some honorable mention to a few suggestions. Dan Andrews called in. He said uh, he wanted to hear a song called All I Want for Christmas is You. Now, this is not the Mariah Carey one. Okay. Although Mariah Carey's version hit number one in the pop charts this week. Yeah, 25 years later? Something yeah, like that? something like that. It's it's a ver it's a version called a, from a band called Vince Vance and the Valiants. Here's a little bit of that song. I don't need sleigh rides in the snow. Don't want a Christmas that's blue. Take back the tinsel, stockings and bows. Great tune, did okay at the country yeah. charts, but it never broke uh, the top 30. Hmm. So it doesn't really count as a one-hit wonder yeah, yeah, yeah. by our standards. Ryan Shinnick wrote in, he wanted to hear, oh, goddamn, I want a fucking hippopotamus for yes! Christmas song. Yes, Worst goddamn Christmas <laughs> song in the history of the holiday. No, it's not. Gayla Peavy was her 10-year-old name in 1953 when she recorded that goddamn song. Love it. And I'm happy to announce 
That song peaked at number 24, so it is not considered a hit by our standards. So we don't have to do a deep dive on I Want a Hippopotamus (sighs) for Christmas by Gayla Peavy. It's unfortunate. That voice. The song's bad enough, but the voice. I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. Only a hippopotamus will do. Come on. Oh, thank you. Oh, he scratched the record and everything. Sounds like someone's choking her out while Sounds she's like singing. Betty Boop. Not enough. Uh, <laughs> who else? Um, Allison called in. She wanted to hear this song, this Christmas song by Dean Martin, which didn't even chart at all, believe it or not. Sing a song for Satan. 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 I think it's just bad timing. It was yeah. released at Christmas time, and Dino was singing about sing a song for Satan. I, I can see why that did not chart at all. But no, instead, we're not going to talk about any of those songs today. Instead, we're going to talk about what was up until this week newsworthy. Up until this week, the most successful Christmas song ever on the pop charts, the Billboard pop really? charts. Yes. We have to go back to 1958. There was a guy named Ross Bagdasarian, and he had already released a novelty song called The Witch Doctor in that year. Okay. I found the witch doctor. He told me oh, what yeah, to yeah, say. Yeah, boom, yeah. boom, boom, boom. That was him. And then uh, in that song, he had a segment where the witch doctor's voice was pitched up. And he went, ooh, ee, ooh, ah, ah, ding, dang, walla, walla, bing, bang. Yeah. Very popular. Awful song, but very <laughs> popular. And so Ross Bagdasarian says to himself, he says, how do I? How can I tap into that market again of people who like really high pitched voices? And that's when it struck him that that high pitched voice sounded a little bit like a woodland creature known oh. as the chipmunk. And so he put together a band of singing chipmunks. They were all him, by the way, just pitched up at different different tones. And he created the band known as the Chipmunks. And in that year, 1958, he released on Liberty Records. A song called the Chipmunk Song. It's since became known as the Christmas Song or Christmas Don't Be Late, but at the time it was supposed to be a one-off. It was supposed to be just one Christmas song sung by chipmunks. They, of course, were Alvin, Simon, and Theodore, named after the three guys, by the way, who ran Liberty Records. They were the three guys really? who ran the record That's label. Crazy that released the single. That's where those names came from. Well, no one could have anticipated, but it had spent four weeks at number one on the Billboard Hot 100 chart. Wow. And, interestingly enough, it was the only Christmas song ever to reach number one on the Billboard Hot 100 pop singles. Until this week when Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas Is You did so. That's 61 years later, they had the record as one of the most successful Christmas songs of all time. And this started the whole chipmunk thing, right? Yes. The cartoon I mean, the and thing. all that stuff. It went on to comic books, cartoons, a Saturday morning show, feature films. I mean, this launched the Chipmunks franchise. I didn't know I didn't know it all started with that song. This song started it all. They mm. didn't exist until this song came out in 1958. Wow. It is perhaps one of the biggest one-hit wonders ever because the Chipmunks never had another song that ever charted. Mm. Obviously, they did very well for themselves. Yes. They're they're nuts deep in nuts, those guys. <laughs> <laughs> They're not wanting for anything, but this was their only hit song. Here it is, a little bit of Christmas, Don't Be Late, the Chipmunk song. All right, you chipmunks, ready to sing your song? I'll say we are. Yeah, let's sing it now. Okay, Simon. Okay. Okay, Theodore. Okay. Okay, Alvin. 
Alvin. admit when i was a kid i had a 45 of that song yeah. and i would play it over and over yeah. and over again me too me too i, I can't tolerate the chipmunks now <laughs> but back when i was a kid man that that ticked all the boxes yeah, i would always take all my other records and i'd crank a regular record up to the full speed just so i could make every record a chipmunk record. you know ross bagdazarian who who went by the stage name of dave seville that's him you hear in the yeah. show and he did the voice on the cartoon at all um, he won two Grammys that year for engineering achievement because no one could figure out how he was doing that and keeping them all in tune right. with the music and with each other and doing the harmonies. So he was actually an innovator in, uh, in uh, recording technology because he was able to master it. Fascinating. So there you go. That is our final Christmas time one-hit wonder of the season and wildly appropriate, I think, for today's one-hit wonder. It's the one-hit wonder. One Hit Wonders. It's a very common tale. Still puts me in the Christmas spirit, that song. All righty, boys and girls, thanks so much for spending your time with us today. Tomorrow, we're coming back with a brand new show for you on The Ralph Report. And it's Thursday. That means it's Sex University. Special Sex You tomorrow, instead of our usual class on something where we'll be talking about something sexy, I'll be talking to someone sexy. If you were ever a fan of the TV series Boy Meets World, then you remember the actress Maitland Ward, who yeah. played Rachel McGuire on that show. And uh, a lot of fellas had a crush on her back in the day, <laughs> even more so now, because she's an adult entertainer. She is making porn, and she is uh, all over the news. Everyone's talking about the fact that she has transitioned from mainstream actress to adult actress. We'll be talking to her tomorrow on the show about how that all happened and uh, what she's doing and what's coming up next. And she even has a Christmas theme porn really? that you can watch oh, later on I'll this check week. Check it out. So all, yeah, sure that you'll check out. <laughs> I couldn't get you to get Cat Dick or Dorillo Dick. Why? Sure. Why? Why do you think Maitland Ward? I'll check out Maitland Ward. You're going to become one of her Wardiers. Exactly. That's her fan base. The Wardiers. The Wardiers. <laughs> I was telling her the Garmy and the Warriors should get together. Oh, you guys should. should team up like the United Nations or something. <laughs> so uh, she's going to be our special guest on the show tomorrow. I think you're going to want to listen to that. Come on back, won't you? Meanwhile, love you. Mean it. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>